Just recording. Welcome back, everybody. You this, already know what it is. Did you just come here? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This you already. Oh. I know you Maybe didn't. I keep like identifying like that opportunity for me to come in. Okay, you I just apologize. did the intro. Fuck it. Go ahead. No, you didn't answer. No, I'm done. Go ahead. I think you should do it. I was ready for you to do it now. Okay. Hey, everybody. You already know who it is. <laughs> it's Arya. And Chris. And you are back for episode three. Uno, dos. Tres? That's right. Mm, okay. Tres? So episode Tres? three, and this one is going to be let's talk sexual expression. Sexual expression. Sexual expression. Sexual expression. Okay, and of course that you're listening to um, let's talk sex. Um, because what else would we be talking about? <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about sexual expression today, so we're going to get into a few things. So that means, buckle up your panties, and let's go this ride. So I think I want to start this one off by telling my story first. Okay. Just one of many, but I'm, I'm always down for a story. This one is funny as fuck. So <clears throat> I took my daughter to the doctor, right? And we sitting in the waiting room and I already know the type of kid that I have. So I gotta be prepared. So we sit in the waiting room and I kid you not, this individual that looked exactly like Mrs. Doubtfire walked through the door. Exactly. I mean, a spitting image. It was clearly a male or originally a male. No disrespect. And they had on the skirt the size 12 loafers, the floral pattern skirt that didn't match the floral pattern button down, mm. like the wig, the whole nine, the purse. So as soon as they walked in... I looked at my daughter immediately and said, mind your business. And she said, but ma. I said, mind your business, damn it. And she said, but ma. I said, look, whatever it is, we could talk about it in the car. She was like, okay. So we sitting there and she fidgeting. I mean, like, can't sit still, tapping her feet the whole nine. She said, but ma, I just want to know. Why can boys wear skirts? And I was popped. Like, like uh, what in the whole freaking lobby? Like, it's trying to hold in a laugh. And I was so embarrassed. And I was like, Amber, didn't I tell you we would talk about it in the car? So, um, that's the story I'm going to start off with. <laughs> now, let me tell you my take. On the story. Wait, 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 what did you say to her? When that's she... that's what I was going to okay. say. So how I responded to her. So I waited until after the doctor appointment, like I said, told her we were talking in the car. So when we got in the car, I said, you know, people can wear whatever they want. 
And so she was like, but I didn't think boys could wear skirts. And I said, well, the only reason you think that only girls can wear skirts is because that's all you see. But, you know, people can choose to wear whatever you want. So if a boy want to wear a skirt, a boy could wear a skirt. And she was like, oh, okay. And she like dropped it. But I already knew where that was headed the moment that person walked in. That's the thing about kids. Like they're just so like, they don't know anything. So if you just, you know, explaining them what's real, you know, but to some extent, because I feel like kids won't understand everything. Everything, right. But to a certain extent, I was really blessed for my response because I didn't really know what it was going to be. But when we got in the car, it ain't like I brought it back up. She didn't drop it. Mm -hmm. So when I did reply, I was kind of proud of myself. Like, okay, that was cute. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you handled that well. And, you know, that's just how he chooses to express himself or herself or their self um, when they're out in public. Because we don't know what's behind the skirt. (laughs) The door. (laughs) Oh. When the door is closed. Um, because so many people are into so many different things. True. And you'll, and you know, even as a member of the community, I sometimes get lost and I have to ask questions, you know, and sometimes people overshare and, but it's just like this, like, oh my God, like, I said, you like to do, and like, I'm not judging. It's more like a. Wow, I've never thought of that before. Right. <laughs> like I never thought that that was something that. And so, like as I grew up, I'm like, these motherfuckers, I had to be into anything, literally. And and so, I mean, sexual expression is like different from how you carry yourself out in public, because that expression is something different. But like sexual expression is like how you feel inside, like what makes you feel sexy. Like, I feel like that has a lot to do with how you express yourself sexually. I agree, but it's a time and place for everything. So not in this situation where we were at the doctor. Like, that's the person they portray themselves as. Mm-hmm. But then you have people who dress inappropriately regardless of their sexuality. So, like, I took... um, Yeah, but that's still... I feel like that still would be an expression of their... Expression of their sexuality. Because your sexuality is not... I mean, I don't... I mean, I... I, Like, me being gay and you being straight, there's more to sexuality than just that, though. You know? Like, it's... It's how you express it in the bedroom. I mean, it's kind of straight, but, like, with a curvy line sometimes... (laughs) Well, a little like boop. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, it's not boop. really parallel to anything. Okay. But I understand that in certain public settings. But what I was saying is I took my family to a restaurant. The waiter was a guy and he had on itty bitty shorts. Like you can see his back pockets hanging out the back. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was highly inappropriate to be a restaurant for me to have to, one, see that, but two, explain that to her. 
mm-hmm. is I wouldn't find that okay if that was a girl either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, in a restaurant, no. Maybe if we were at some type of fair, concert, art show, some public event, mm-hmm. totally fine. But not like, you know, we're going to the mall, a family setting, and you know, that is what she's being exposed to. I don't really think that's fair regardless of the sex or the sexual orientation of mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah, because, I mean, I look at stuff like that, like, it's going to happen regardless. Somebody going to come out the house with too much revealing. And I think that they say to their self, like, oh, I know I'm going to get judged, but I'm going to wear this anyway. I mean, I feel like some people want that attention. Like, I totally get it, like Lizzo. But if you make yourself, like, my daughter is obsessed with Lizzo's music. Okay, and, and then now that you said Lizzo... Thinking back on how I felt about that situation, I can understand what you're talking about now. Because I felt the same way. I felt like, why would you go to a basketball game with your ass out? Because there's kids there, regardless about you being big. That's not what this is about. This is about, I didn't want my child to come to the basketball game to look at some ass shaking on the floor. Like, literal ass. So, one argument that I saw for that, and I don't agree with it, but it was a valid argument is that the dancers at basketball games mm, dressed very revealing. And I've never really agreed with that either. Like, usually during halftime, we go, you know, get food or go to the bathroom or whatever, but we're not watching that, in my opinion, provocative show. Mm-hmm. But as somebody in the stands, I would hate to be sitting behind her with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I really feel like that's not fair to the public and the icon that she's becoming and that self-loving type of person. But you should, you know, love yourself and be able to express yourself, but, you know, still teach, you know, young girls that your body is a temple. Like, you don't have to mm-hmm. just put it out there like, well, everybody can come in it because I'm big and I like it. Right. Okay, so um, according to goodtherapy.org, they have a blog post on what sexual expression is. And uh, one of the highlighted areas is sexual, sexual expression, such as hypersexual behavior, may simply be associated with the cultural or spiritual beliefs of some individuals. In some communities, certain forms of sexual expression may be considered normal or typical, while in other societies, the same behavior may be perceived as and categorized as abnormal. So, I mean, that goes back to just like how our country was built. Like, so that stuff to us does read taboo. And, you know, and then you have this group of, you have the people who are going to go against the grain, then you have the people that's going with the grain. So, um, whereas they said in other like societies, it's totally normal. I mean, like in Finland, their kids like are sexually active as teenagers and the parents know it and the kids are already educated on it. Like they don't have high like teen births and all that stuff. Like. That's because these kids know about sex. Like, it's it's not this taboo thing or seen as this, like, oh, my God, you better not have sex as a teenager. Because they're educated on it and they know what sex does and all this stuff. And I get that. And because the entire society is a part of that understanding, mm-hmm. that's acceptable. 
because that's the norm. But where we live at, there's perverts and everything is sexual. And, you know, there's sexual innuendos and children's shows. And so when you're in public and you see those type of things, our kids are getting aroused at a younger and younger age because they have media feet and sex into them. They have, you know, pop artists and social icons that they, you know, follow and that they like who parade themselves sexually and it arouses them. They really like that person and then they get to see those private areas that they know other people aren't supposed to see and that creates this generation of kids that are having sex younger and younger and younger in a society that's not educated and mm-hmm. understands sex and open about it. So, so that's ass backwards. Yeah, but that could be where it's on its way to because there are people who are fighting for better sex education in our schools. And when is a good age to teach our kids about this stuff like to start and to even and to like take them through steps and levels <laughs> and i hate you um to like different steps and levels and stuff to where you know they're educated enough to for us to be a society to where you know because hiding it and they've been doing this for years the government has been trying to like make sex this this crazy type of thing for years like forever and so it's always been this back and forth thing in america about that like they didn't really want um birth control because they thought it promoted more sex and it's, and it's just like that's because they're trying to enforce their christian values on a nation you know and everyone goes oh this this everything is crazy now and there's a gay agenda and trans agenda and all this stuff and it's just like dude like You've already tried to force your beliefs on everyone. So now that the, everybody is saying we no longer have to live by what you believe, I'm going to live by what I believe, which is what this country is supposed to be about. Like, and then, you know, that's just republics to me, Republicans to me. So, like, I feel like we are on the way to a society that is more tolerating and more educated in a lot of stuff to where, you know, we're actually socially we're behind very behind socially you know while we're a leader in all other part aspects of what a country is everything else socially we are like very very much behind like it's crazy when you think when you see how societies operate in other countries with multi like as a melting pot so yeah i mean again i can see and understand all of that being part of a movement towards getting back to being human, being people, being what you are and not having to put a label on that to where, you know, that individual can walk into the doctor and she not even think twice about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just another person or, you know, the person wearing the short shorts, you know, if she could look at that person and not think, anything beyond you know can i get some chocolate milk with my meal so but the problem is seeing that making that movement and then we have a this the media that again gives them those sexual feelings early 
because like I said, you know, you watch a Disney movie with your kids and all of the sexual innuendos that they're being exposed to, these kids are smart. So do you, <laughs> do you think we had that growing up? For sure. Do you our generation is extremely sexual. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I'm talking about. The individuals that are out there wearing these things and exposing themselves for quote unquote sexual expression and not negating to the fact that there's kids and people who don't necessarily want to see that much for just no reason, like having dinner Mm -hmm. and who, you know, don't need to be aroused. Like you could be on your first date trying to behave and you know, you got this bomb looking female in these little bitty shorts, you know, whatever, like you about to get your meal to go and say F it. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you aroused like that and that just shouldn't be exposed everywhere. And I feel like sex should be more of a private matter. Like people should treat it openly like they don't have to just expose it like that. Mm -hmm. I think that if sex was looked at as sex is is what it is and kids were better informed and adults were better informed. We wouldn't even have to worry about someone looking at someone and being aroused, period. Because if you're going to be aroused, you're going to be aroused. Even if even if that same dude wore some jeans, like, you know what I'm saying? If that's what somebody was into, they was going to be into that anyway. Right, but what if they're five? I mean, girl, they just started early. I, 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 I just feel like, first of all, there's a lot other stuff to, that has to do yes media is a big one because it's what they're seeing and it's what they're learning but at at that age would they know like the fact that they know is that another sexual, problem within ourselves yeah. that exists in our society yeah the fact that they know that this is sexy at that age like for a kids program that they're watching is I feel like so then it goes deeper because before the media is even provided to them they're already aware. But then I feel like that also has to do with the fact that just like how babies are using tablets at 18 months. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, like, it's because they're let's, growing let's up with it already around them. Thing. Let's look up with their, um, like, I don't want to say it this way, but like their rape percentage or something like mm-hmm. that and compare that to ours. Because I wonder if that lowers um, child molestation and things like that. Because now that kids are more educated and open and they understand, maybe they would tell their parents at an earlier age. And therefore, more child predators in Finland, possibly, whatever you find, um, you know, might be so. Finland is currently sitting at twenty-seven percent of rapes committed a year. Okay, so I had to do a little digging, um, and I found some really interesting information. So we're going to mm-hmm. start with Finland, mm-hmm. and it says that in Finland, um, sexual abuse um, is prominent in a maximum of 31% girls and 17% boys um, have been exposed to some form of sexual abuse in Europe. Mm -hmm. 
So then we go to the United States. Um, and it says that more than four children a day die from uh, sexual abuse and neglect on a daily uh, basis. Over 70% of children are sexually abused over the age of three. Um, boys being 48.5% and girls being 51.2%. Um, th- yeah, we already knew that, I feel like. Right. Because, and it's, I don't know. But hold on. That is 2.9 million cases of child abuse um, victims are reported every year in the United States. Oh, my God. Last, um, in 2018 in Finland, uh, only about 1,300 cases of sexual abuse were reported in children. That really makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, does... I mean, but it's, it's the same thing with Finland or for another example, their prison system literally rehabs <laughs> like the prisoners. Like them, they go, them motherfuckers go to jail and are literally put through like psychological, they give, they're given like psychological therapy, like physical, like they go through a whole rehab program. And when they are let out, they are able to reassimilate into society here motherfuckers go to jail for a buck like they're a cash sign you know so i think that that difference like says a lot about just the society that we currently live in and you know what sex means in our society let me see when you're done where oh this mine Probably because I had three of them. Now they all gone. NT ways. So how do you express yourself sexually? And then, but how do you express yourself sexually? And how do you express yourself with sex? Okay. Um, bingo. You mean like in public or at home? Anywhere. Do you? I mean, if you, I mean, like you just explained, some people don't like that. So maybe you're not expressing yourself sexually in public. So. I don't really believe that I express myself in a revealing way sexually, but I Mm -hmm. like hints like chokers, um, oversized sweater Uh. with leggings, like I like, or a dress I wear with no underwear because I like to allow the mind to explore, but you have to be somewhat there already to go with me do you know anything about the leather community no i've never heard of. okay so the leather community consists of individuals that associate leather into their sexual habits but then they carry that out into the world and they wear all leather like all black um recently a friend invited me to like this thing at this bar and it was like leather night and everybody had on like these, like what's these leather holsters, chaps, chaps like leather, le- leather like hats and everything leather, like leather vest and like nothing underneath it. And you know, it's like this dominant thing. 
And I was thinking, like, I could totally see you as somebody in that community because actually at this at this event was like this lady she's like famous and she was well not famous as you know just well known in the community and she was telling us how she introduced so many men into leather and now all they wear is like <laughs> leather personally i think that leather is hot so is yeah. there like a secret to not sweating your well, I'm sure that that would lie within the design of whatever the, you're wearing. If that's something that's important to that designer. Yeah, I'm not. But it's more about it's more about like the mindset of what leather means. It means like dominance and. Yeah, I'm not trying to wear control. that in public. That's a bit much. I mean, <laughs> see, I don't but I'm even saying like, like that's a, that's a, that's clothes. how they express their sexuality because that carries over into their sex life. Yeah, that, again, that's one of those community things. I'm more so like, I like to make, like I said, I like to make people wonder. Like, I like to dress professionally. Like, dressing professionally turns me on. Like, I like to look in the mirror all day when I have on a button. And there's a community for that. Like, slacks. If I have on slacks. You know how many times and I can look at myself? And pussy something just right, right there. Yes. And I will know, wear a thong and then put on some slacks just because I feel like that's when you're supposed to wear a thong because that's sexy. And there's a community for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google some shit yeah, I'm telling I you. to get hip. But so, yeah. So, I would say that I dress sexually, um, and which is and true. I like feel the, sexy. I like the idea of being... A professional and very like the type of person you that can meet your parents, go to the business meet and sign, get some checks signed, go to the bank and then fuck the shit out of you when we get home. So like I will have, oh. you know, all of my professional attire on, and then and I have on a choker and a little bit of sparkle in my lipstick and make you wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my type of how I express myself. Like, we can, you know, do this shit business, and then you can fuck me on your desk, and I'm going to choke you with your tie. Mm. So I think I express myself sexually in a totally different way. I don't really express it. And I mean, I'm sure anyone who tells you, who knows me, will tell you, will be like, Chris crazy as fuck. Like, that motherfucker could be, my big ass be shaking my ass anywhere I can, but I'm not going to do it in front of, like, kids and stuff, which is where the difference is. But, like, I'm, I don't know, I'm just a very silly person, so I don't take myself, like, too, too serious enough to be that way, to be, like, I'm going to express my sexuality and what I'm in, like, or, or, like, what I'm into, like, just out when I'm about. But... I know that my size is something that is a turn on for a lot of my partners. So I do use that to express my sexuality on whatever I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? On how I'm feeling. So I kind of I kind of like leave my expression in that to the privacy of my bedroom. Just because that's where I know I can f- like feel comfortable to you know submit to my to, to that expressionism like with no inhibitions and fuck some shit up 
Yeah, I will say that when I'm like going somewhere, like I just went to Vegas, but my boyfriend didn't go with me. Whereas when I went to Vegas, like I wore <laughs> belly shirts and I took my two-piece swimming suits and my makeup and my glitter for my hair and, you know, things like that. But when I just went on this girl's trip, I took my Adidas outfits, my tennis shoes. So, like, I wasn't trying to get sexual attention at all. Like, I don't even, you know, even dabble in the idea of that just because, you know, people are human. So you attract what you want. And so when you avoid it, okay. you know how. <laughs> so, okay, well, maybe, like, after you saying that, I'm kind of, like, having, like, this little, like, kind of an epiphany to where maybe I'm not that comfortable with myself enough to be able to even conceive a way to express myself out in public. Because I don't really feel like, I I don't ever really feel like I have to express sexuality to get sexual attention because I don't really want sexual attention in a public setting but what if that has to do with me just feeling comfortable with myself enough to think that I can't receive it you know what I'm saying like yeah I can see what you're saying because like if I'm going out with my boyfriend I will purposely wear a short dress and you know like a turn low him on. To, right to turn him on all night like even when other people flirt with me knowing that he's there and shutting them down and then looking at him like that turns us both on hmm. so but if he's not around like i don't even really drink like i'll sip the same one drink the entire night or get a red bull mm -hmm. because i don't even want to feel more sexually intensified and I don't want to really come across seductive to other people, which in turn does turn some people on because then they have that imagination like, oh, you over here quiet, you know, what you mm -hmm. into type of idea. But those also seem to be the more chill people that you can say, <laughs> you know, I, have, I got a man. And they can say, you know, you know, let me still buy you a drink and go about my way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you put yourself out there, you attract that out there type of other personality. And so they going to come straight at you and this, you know, what's the next move? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I I was out with the same friend that I was telling you that I went to that event with. And I don't really frequent a lot of gay bars. This is like, I, there's really no reason I just don't go to, to them. But, um... We were at one, and two people asked, to, two guys asked to buy me a drink. And I was just like, no, I'm okay, I got it. And they was like, come on, let me buy you a drink, whatever. Da, da, da. And I knew that they, but like, I just don't feel like comfortable. Like, when people do that to me, like, I just be looking like, no, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? So maybe I express my sexual, okay, oh my God, we getting somewhere, this like counseling. Okay, <laughs> so maybe I express, like, because I do notice, I, so I like, oh, this is deep. Okay, so anytime that I am in a situation to where I'm accepting of that, it's more so because, like, me and that person been looking at each other, like, with our eyes, we kind of, like, had this conversation to where like, yeah, you can get at me. And like, yeah, you can get at me too. And so 
then when we I actually talk, like it's I feel more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? But when somebody just comes to me like, hey, let me buy you a drink, like you look good or whatever, da 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 da. And I'm just kind of like, I'm cool, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. And then and the dude was like, Well, come on, let me buy you do I'm like, I I work every single day. I got it. And when I tell people, they like, you supposed to just let people buy you a drink. It's just a drink. You don't gotta talk to them. Da, da, da. But it's like, no, I don't want them to feel like anything. I don't want them to feel like I mean they're gonna feel turned down, but but okay that that that's as far as it's gonna go and what they're conceiving in their head. So you you more like a vibe person and really the approach because mm-hmm. that's an aggressive approach. Like even if y'all didn't make eye contact and somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, you know how you doing? You know you mind if I buy you a drink and we chat for a little bit?" Mm-hmm. You know, you might even receive that differently than, hey, what's up? You look yeah. good. Let me get let me, you a drink. Let me get you right. a drink. Like, nigga, right. I'll pick you like, up and throw you across the room. Exactly. <laughs> like. <laughs> so, I mean, you probably like the eye contact and all of that stuff. That's fantastical and cute, and that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But even that person, you know, in all reality, when it be that good, it ain't that good. Mm-hmm. So they know their strong suit oh, is an affection, right? They know that their strong suit is ma- making you feel mm. because there ain't nothing to feel, or because they lack. Even but I feel like I feel area. like when someone comes up to me in that manner of, "Hey, let me buy you a drink," I feel like your whole approach was wrong because of who I am. So. I just not I'm not with that. Like I that does that's not attractive to me. It doesn't work for me. Like it's actually corny to me. So that has a lot to do with me being like, no, you cannot. And then it also has to do with by us connecting with something different is better for me. Like it just makes a lot more sense to me because we're both male. And so like you can't come over here and try to finesse me with, you know what I'm saying, the the same type them, of line. Yeah. Like So do you think you would feel different if the person came over and ordered their drink and then told the bartender whatever he's drinking but never gave you an option? So they just replaced your current drinks? Yeah. Now that's a just buying you a drink because you look good, but I know that you ain't about to try to holler because you did it from over there. Exactly, you and did it from over. So I'm gonna take that drink and drink it because I feel like you just about to go about your day. Because if you really wanted to talk to me, you would have came over. Or here. that's their point for eye contact. Or even if so, say they walked up on you though, and mm-hmm. you're sitting at the bar, and somebody walked up behind you, and they, you know call over the bartender and they turn around and they look at you and so they kind of you know you they got that look in Mm. their eye and so they say whatever and they turn around and then they say you know let me get a corona with a lime and whatever he's having but they're standing right next to you so do you at that point you really don't have no choice but to accept the drink yeah so that's what's great to say so in a situation like that i would feel obligated to accept the drink and now i'm about to carry but even if so, what if they start a good conversation? Like clearly, well, that then I don't have to give them the wall. oh okay because right. I'm I'm like I said I'm going to carry them. I'm going to like listen to what they got to say, but like right. I really don't want to give like a response. So I'm, I mean I do this all the time. Be like oh uh huh. So they get past your wall. So we just yeah. established that that aggressive, 
when they ask you a question, mm-hmm. but they still come at you aggressive. And you're using the right word aggressive because that's like I said, like what? Can I finish the sentence? Well, because I'm just <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, <laughs> like I said, let me rewind. Well, that's how I can feel good. Ask my man. So anyway. I will. I bet you will. And it better be on record. Because I'm going <laughs> to say about it. So, we found the holes in your wall or how to get around your wall. So, what you don't like, what you immediately block off. I'm sorry when you said hole. I kept saying my head glory hole. You nasty. Anyway, somebody horny. You completely block off that aggressive behavior. But at the same time, if you think about it, the person is aggressive, but still not a leader or a decision maker because they came at you aggressively, but asked you a question. So they didn't come at you aggressively and provide a solution or something tangible they came and requested something in an aggressive manner. That's a whole different type of mentality. But then you have the other type of individual that comes up, orders their drink, and forces a drink on you by telling the bartender to get it for you. So they immediately take control, yet they are still aggressive, but got around your wall. Okay. And but at the end of that transaction, I'm still okay. I get what you're saying. So you if gave they, them a if chance. If they so, ha- I gave them a chance. So if they so happen to like strike your strike interest, up a, yeah, it's going down. It's, yeah. So then you have the other person who sits across the bar from you. So they're not aggressive, but they still want you. So they continue to look at you. So they're a little more shy. However. They still keep making you know that I see you. But I want you to see me too. I feel like that's somebody who wants someone to approach them. Exactly. But that still gets past your wall. Mm -hmm. You still give that individual a chance. So you give the chance to the aggressor that is direct and a leader and you give interest to the person that is shy but tries to make some form of communication with you one way or another. Stop shrinking me. I'm like, just saying that. Put the mic down right fuck. now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is over, y'all. This is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like, if you think about it, that's deep as fuck. So, like, if you profile those two type of people... You might actually, the aggressor person that is direct and the leader might be a top. (laughs) And the shy person that sits across the bar making that little and with a nigga, they might be a bottom. I'm just saying, I'm helping you go through the list a little quicker next time you at the bar, which you went to that night. Um, Shit, both of them. And, and then the aggressor, you turn around and say, oh, you think you got me, bitch. I got you. You trying to sit with me. I find myself me. buying a lot of drinks these days. Let's look at him, too. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? If you want to flip the control button around. Let right. me be a gay man. I'm telling you. I would be nasty. Let's fucking up the game. When I tell you. But I would have to go back in life as a gay man having all the knowledge So of the reason why I cut you off, and I'm glad you just finished like that because you made you I re, you reminded me. Okay. So what I was going to say about you're, you were using the right word aggressive is the thing. Like. So maybe I I know that I'm a sense I'm a sensitive person. I'm sensitive in with my feelings and with my attitude. So like I don't take a lot of stuff personal, but I do feel like I have to address a lot of stuff. And so over the years I've had to learn to pick my battles. The fact that, that motherfucker came at me like that, I was just feeling like Nigga, I could buy my own damn drink. Like, I'm a grown-ass man. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need you to buy me no drink. And so that's why I said, like, maybe it has a lot to do with me not being all the way comfortable with who I am. Or maybe that just be that's just me feeling like, you know, like I'm a grown-ass man. Like, I could buy my own damn drink. But I got where he was coming from, and I wanted to shut it down. But that's why I felt that way when he came to me. Like, I'm shutting this down because... All right, you're trying to enforce so, um, control I mean, and early. Yeah. And like, nah, he don't know you like that. And that's my favorite line. You don't know me like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't. I'm probably the same exact way. The aggressive person that came at me strong, I would be like, no thanks. And then the individual that, you know, stared across the room and stared at me for a minute I'd be like, all right, you could buy me a drink just because you've been looking, but you know, whatever. And yeah, I'm probably I could I could see that mm-hmm. going down either way. But I also feel like you're somebody who knows what you got. You know, do you know what I mean when ex- I say that? I do know what you mean when you say that, and it is excellent to um, get that point of view. But you never really know what somebody is going through internally and what their um, insecurities are and so some ways that they portray themselves to be strong and um, you know self-loving and empowered towards other people might be their way of dealing with you know things personally and I wouldn't say that's my personal issue but I will say that um, I'm not one that's like not privy to not feeling less than uh, you know, worth something. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible for me to feel that way and lose sight of what I do have. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody can feel that. And it's, you know, some days it's like I'm the baddest bitch alive. And, you know, other days it's like, shit, I don't want to be I, a bitch alive. I can tell, <laughs> yeah, I am right there with you. And, like, there's some days when I'm, I'm like, I'm super confident Cause I know people looking at me, so there are days when I know that when people are looking at me, I look my best, I feel my best, I am my best, and there are days when I'm just like, you're looking at like somebody who wants to kill herself, right. you know, and and but if you think about it, you, if you if you think about it, oh you're God. the only person that know that, <laughs> so they don't they looking. I'm not at gonna you. call you out in this episode. <laughs> they looking at you like the same person that they met with last time who thought they was everything and they had mm-hmm. everything together. And then this point in time when they're meeting with you, for whatever reason, you looking down on yourself, 
they still thinking they looking at that previous person, but your mind won't tell you that. Which is what a lot of people do because, you know, just like you look at these like women who just are, you know, keep their appearance up in a certain fashion. Like that, per- the person behind all that can really just be like dying inside, you know. But like, you know, what's crazy though, and I and and this is uh this is like something um that is actually like pretty like healthy for you is masturbation mm-hmm. because that releases endorphins and it makes you feel good. Now, is if it's as te- is it as temporary as like drugs? Maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. But, you know, that's always a way. But I think that's part of it, it, expressing yourself and exploring it. Because you, it can, like, masturbation can, can be so much deeper. But I, I do think there is a line. So, okay. With that. I don't know if we recorded, if we were recording we last time. When we talked about that. Okay. So, when my boyfriend was here, you asked I asked him first, and then you, asshole, had his back and asked me if he still... I asked him if he still masturbated, and you gonna be like, bitch, do you still masturbate, (laughs) asshole? Because my point was that masturbation is is an individual thing. You know, I agree, but that's why I wanted to know from him... Okay, because I would have answered mine a hundred percent anyway, whether he asked or you asked. But so you were when you asked, I said yes, of course, like pretty much every day. And I don't really know how he felt about it. He's not much of a talker. He much one of those people that keep it to himself. And then like later, if he fell in some type of way, he'd crack a joke like, you know, you say you like it, but you still masturbate every day. Lol. Oh, and that'd be like six months from now. Some petty shit. Right. But um, I'm going to explain that a little further. And maybe he'll listen to this type of thing and, you know, he'll learn something. But anyway, the reason I do is because I have a really, really, really high sexual drive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he says that he does Check. too. So I realize that mine is much, much higher, higher than, than his. his. Yeah. So, in order to keep my mind together and my patience right and to get it nice and ready for him, I like to think about foreplay or think about things, whatever. Like, whatever I'm watching, I like to watch different types of stuff, whatever I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, get that off and it's like, woo, that was fun. Can't wait to see him later. And so, like, sometimes, you know, I won't even finish, and that way it could be a big boom. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, and so that's, like, like you store, like, all that sexual energy, and throughout the day, it just builds up. Because sometimes I do that, like, when I get up in the morning, I'll be, like, of course, morning wood. And so, you know what I'm saying? I do a little something-something, you know what I'm saying? Like, before I get out to bed or in the shower but i won't finish and then i'll just go about my day and, and throughout the day i'm just like Ugh. like the right. energy is just like you just like oh like you know what i'm saying like Ugh. like fuck i can't wait to get home and like and so for someone who's in a relationship you know or someone who has like a regular sex sexual partner or you know what i'm saying whatever like i can see how 
imagine that doing it with that person and like that being anxious about it you know what i'm saying can mm-hmm. increase the oh it makes the cum feel better the cum i mm-hmm. sound like a teenager mm-hmm. it makes the orgasm feel better um and everything and so like I t- i'm totally down with and that's why it's important for like masturbation to like be ha- to have a role in your sexual life with a partner too because you know that's a prime example like everybody need alone time y'all can't spend every day every time of the day together like otherwise you drive each other crazy you need some alone time i think that alone time should include a form of sex with yourself I mean, I do get that, but sometimes I will say, like, when we go out of town and we're not together, I don't like to masturbate because it's the anticipation of getting home. Mm-hmm. And I know that that return nut going to be like, boom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's still just part of building up your sexual energy mm-hmm. for the for the like actual interaction. So yeah, I hope he ain't feel no type of way when I said that well, I, I hope do he it every didn't day. Either, and that's but, why he can't sit out here no more. We do our podcast because I don't need y'all arguing over some shit about that we to didn't be talk arguing. about. The, have you ever like dressed up during sex? Like put on sexy lingerie or like um I don't know, some type of like harness around your chest or something. Like, I don't know. So that's actually a good question. Um, because with my previous, um, mate, (laughs) my baby dad, um, he was all about like how women should look and be dressed. And so he was turned on by the sexy lingerie and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you wasn't into it? I mean, no, I didn't mind. Um, I mean, it's a bit extra and a waste of money when the clothes coming off anyway. But um, you know, I'm more like, uh, why waste money when you ain't got to type of person? <laughs> so like, that would be a turn on too, for the previous and the current. But it would like what I was more so saying is like he wouldn't be. I could be trying to get some previously and would be just naked. And he would, like, go to sleep. Like, I've even showed up in lingerie and he would go to sleep. But he was just so, like, rule-oriented for what women should be and, like, how that shouldn't make me upset and how, like, what's the big deal type of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, he demanded to be turned on in certain ways, like, being dressed up being extra like I couldn't just like have my hair wrapped up and be laying in the bed like I would be have to be that's cute. sexy for some niggas some niggas like- right like I feel like that is too like I've been working all day too nigga like I want to take my bra off <laughs> and tie my hair up and he would be like that's not cute like whatever and I will say that's the biggest one of the biggest difference and one thing I love about the current is it's like you know, whoever you, you sexy, are, no matter like where yeah, you regardless, at, what you right? Doing, yeah, and it's something hot about all of it to him, like yeah. the mom, the worker, the business person. Yeah, and that's and that's good because he's in tune with, you know, what turns him on. You know what I'm saying? And that works for y'all. And I guess that's another great, you know, aspect of it too when you consider. S- you know, sexual expression mm-hmm. is 
I know that when I go out with the current, I can dress like that and have fun and tease them and things like that. Mm -hmm. But to the same extent where all the other one had all those rules and how women should be, I dare not leave the house like that. Mm. So it's not like we could go out and he'd be entertained by me teasing him all night. Mm -hmm. It would be like, put some damn clothes on. Yeah. But going out with the current, it would be like, oh my gosh, this is so hot. Like, fuck it, we can't even make it home. Let's do it in the parking lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm, it's... Check. <laughs> right? So it's a total difference in, like, the whole appeal. Like, you want me to dress up and do all this extra shit at night for no fucking reason, in my opinion, um, to get some and to turn you on. But then, like, out in public, I had to dress fully covered mm -hmm. in a certain way. But it takes all of that seductiveness and you know, halfway dressed at home to get yeah. you going. Like, like hiding it. Right. Yeah. Whereas in the other capacity, it's like, shit, you can have on sweatpants, motherfucking basketball shorts, you know, whatever the fuck's that ass in them basketball shorts, baby. Right. So me, Shit, high basketball shorts. shorts is just, <laughs> on a man or a woman, it's sexy. To you, but when I tell you the previous, he would be mad as fuck if I put his basketball shorts on why the fuck you walk around here looking like a boy? Because my ass is sitting in these shorts. Don't give nigga. a fuck. Take that shit off. <laughs> I'm dead serious. But this one, shit, he'll eat my motherfucking shit through the bottom of my motherfucking basketball shorts and love every bit of it. What about role play? Okay, so I feel like you get into a whole nother topic and we going into an hour here. Ooh, we not going to make so, this thing like last time. I must say role time. play may or may not be then, episode four. I'm not really going to lean episode, on it. Episode four, but I'm not really like going to lean on it group. because I've never <laughs> done it. Oh. So, I mean, maybe that's something we could think about further down the line I've and look up. I've never done it either, actually. Oh yeah, so that's something we could, we could fantasize about. <gasps> what? Let's do an experiment. Not by next week, because I'm not about to go buy no costume. I got a lot of shit to do. You gotta buy a costume to do it. To do role play. Uh, what else? How else do you role play? You can role play by like you can send him instructions and be like, meet me at this bar at such and such o'clock. My name is my name is Pamela. <laughs> I work for IBM, and we're going to bump into each other. You like, know, it's so, okay, hold on. Before we go, because I swear we're going to cut this shit off. That's the difference between a left brain person and a right brain. We're really creative and can have a lot of fun with that. My left brain genius mathematician that I date is going to be like, Why? Uh, I'm Tim. <laughs> um... <laughs> I work at the bank. You gonna use this real job? <laughs> right, though. I'm gonna be like, uh-uh, Tim, you cute. You know, well, I've been working at the boutique for the last seven years or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> seven years. And, you know, it's been a really nice job. They pay me well. They move me up to management. And he's gonna be like, uh, I'm Tim. <laughs> So yeah, that's not gonna work. Well, it did, 
You know, okay, so it doesn't have to be that way. Y'all can just like. You know what I do want to try? What? Okay, let's try this. Well, I don't know if it would be the same. I want to do that tandem breathing thing, like where he inhales and I exhale and he inhales my breath. It's supposed to like increase your orgasm or some shit. (gasps) All right, so you do that. So, okay, so that's your homework. Okay, okay, for me. Okay. So, what's your homework for me? My homework for you. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I dare you. And I guess it would kind of be like more of a dare because I'm like in a relationship and you single. If you, you could tell me like, oh, you need to try that with him. Mm-hmm. But I more so need to dare you to go do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't say like, try it with so-and-so. But which I could, is a you lot could just fun. say try it. I know. I'm just saying. It's I'll a find lot. somebody to try it with. I know. That's what I'm saying. Which makes it more of a okay, there, bitch. Okay, so <clears throat> do the um, role play, but you got to start from the text messages or the messages or whatever. So, like, you have to play this whole role and get them to play along, too, all the way up through the meet. Will you do the honors of the first text? Okay, bitch, you know I got you, but I'm going to go ahead and log off because I ain't telling no secrets. All right. That, okay, so now we'll reveal all this next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Boy. Good boy. <laughs>